What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the eHunter podcast. This is our first episode in season two, or season three. Wow. Holy three. cow. That's three. crazy. Um, I feel a little bit more comfortable today than I did in my last podcast. The last one, I was all by myself, and I actually have Seth with me today. What's up, dude? No, well, not much. You're comfortable, and I'm uncomfortable, because now we have all the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, last time doing it by myself, that was so weird to like just talk alone. I know a lot of podcasters, that's what they do. They just talk by themselves. Internal, like, yeah. internal monologue, but you're <laughs> spewing it out. That's that not definitely not my style. I I can't do that. I like to have like a two-way conversation. I guess that's why we've been so successful with our uh, our interviews and stuff like that so yeah. <laughs> well awesome well everybody welcome back to the podcast we're excited to start season three um obviously kind of like i talked about in our last video things are very different um than what we've been doing in the past you probably noticed the new tune um let us know if you guys like that leave us a comment let us know if you like the, the new music we finally got away from that that old one and got something a little bit more uh, upbeat and exciting and so um, we also have a new thumbnail on the on the podcast. So as you're logging on to different podcast podcast platforms, you'll notice that new thumbnail um, on the on those podcasts. So a lot of things that are new and different this year. It's a it's a new year, new opportunities. Um, we're really excited about this year. If you can, couldn't tell from the last podcast, if you haven't listened to the podcast, make sure and go and listen to it. If you're watching YouTube, I'll put a link right up here for you guys to go and, and watch it. Um, but it just kind of talks about what we're doing this coming year. So um, before we jump into the podcast for today, uh, let's uh, do a little shout out to, to Vortex. Seth, you want to you do the shout out today? <laughs> sure. Um, so as always, we want to thank Vortex for sponsoring us and everything that they do. Um, every Everything we do, they are great supporters of it. We couldn't do what we do without them. We They provide us with the tools to get the job done simply put so yeah they're awesome good people too i've been having a lot yep. of conversations with them and uh uh we've been actually talking about the stuff the new stuff that's coming out for uh 2022 and so be on the lookout for that we're gonna have a lot of videos and stuff yeah. like that with their their new stuff yeah. so yeah sawyer sawyer and Brittany are awesome i deal with them a lot <laughs> shout out to those so, two would be lost yeah. without sawyer and Brittany <laughs> <laughs> and ryan oh, i gotta show, ryan. i gotta send a shout yeah, out to ryan better. dude Say something to Ryan. <laughs> that dude is a so. genius, by the way. Holy cow! Anyways, yeah, we do appreciate them and, and everything that they do for us here at E Hunter. So, so today's podcast, we're going to talk about um, our Colorado hunts. Uh, both Seth and I went on Colorado deer hunts third season last year, and we just wanted to talk a little bit about it. Reason being is because we did, you know, we did a lot of build up to it. Like we had podcasts about hunting in other states and what are the best states to hunt. And, um, you know, which is great and fantastic if you kind of know what you're doing and hunt those other states. And so we just wanted to do a quick follow-up uh, podcast talking about those hunts, sharing with you guys some of the videos. So again, if you're watching this on YouTube, we'll be putting some of those videos up on there for you guys to, uh, to watch. They were fun hunts though, huh, Seth? It was a good time. I had, a couple buddies go with us, and I, I loved it. I'd go back in a heartbeat. Are you going to go back next year? I, I Man, I'm jumping right to the end, but are you going to go next year? Uh, I've got, and the problem is, both of my buddies don't have dates that work um, since they the dates moved a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. 
I would love to go back, but I don't know if I can get the same crew back. Mm. So, well, there's always different crew, Seth. You know, there's there's other people that go to Colorado. You know, I, I know a few people. I, if I go with if I go with you, you have to guarantee quality deer because you can't take the type of deer you guys took, <laughs> and and then I go and you're like, oh, there's a there's a 16 inch two point, you better shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't let you shoot a 16 inch two point. <laughs> No, we've had a lot of fun with that hunt. You know, so this year was was different. Um, well, I guess for us, uh, so this is my third year going to the same unit in Colorado, uh, me and the same group of guys going to that same area, and we've had a lot of success there and have seen some great animals, and it's just, it's just been a great time in general. But uh, this year was a little bit different because, yeah, Seth went. I knew that he was there in the unit next to me. I had two really good friends that uh, from here in my hometown – that went to the exact same unit that I went to and they had pretty good, pretty big groups of guys that went with them and they were pretty successful. I'll share some of their, uh, their content on here too, of some of the, the deer that they were able to, to harvest. So it was really cool. It almost felt like, uh, like home went with me out there on, on my hunt. And so we'll, we'll talk, I'll, I'll share more about that here in a little bit, but it, it definitely is a fun hunt, definitely a fun opportunity. If you haven't had a chance to hunt another state, whether that's Colorado or maybe you're a Colorado, Colorado resident and want to hunt Utah, it's impossible to do. Suckers, you're not going to get that tag. I mean, I can tell you some units to draw, but you're going to hunt. Yeah. You're going to hunt really hard. Yeah. Utah, man. Ah, we could go uh, We could go into depth about Utah's. I'm, I'm going to be really controversial. Just let us hunt in the rut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Mm. Trying to draw a tag. Oh, speaking of that, Seth. Wow, I'm digressing very quickly here. But I was looking at uh, I was looking at points, uh, point odds. Wow, I can't even talk tonight today. I was looking at point odds the other day for my elk hunt this year in Utah, and you said you're pretty well guaranteed. I'm not. No. 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 When I looked at the new data and ran the numbers with who I think will be putting in with the same amount of points that I have or, or more points because there's a few that have more points than me. I really think I'm still in the single digit percentile of drawing a tag. Oh, no. Yeah. Hmm. So text me your, text me your points. I want to look at it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's sad. Oh, it's so sad. It breaks, breaks my heart, but oh, the, the price you pay to shoot a, 350 to 375 class bowl, I guess, huh? It is. I've waited since I could hunt in uh, Utah. It's crazy. Yep. I'm so, so glad I shot my elk before. <laughs> before I got that, lucky. Before those points started creeping up and up and up. Yeah. I got lucky. Didn't even have to do it on a point hunt. Uh, and then was able to just put him for deer. <laughs> you lucky Something I can't say on yeah, this podcast. Yeah, I mean, you could. <laughs> I could you put the e. You could put the e down there below. Say explicit. Comment. Yeah, I could go and delete it, but it's going to be really hard to delete it off of videos, and it's just going to be tough. So, oh gosh. But anyways, back to the whole hunting out of state. So you know there is opportunities. In fact, right now you know you can put in for Wyoming big game. A lot of their big game animals. The draw just came open. Uh, actually, today, the day that we're recording this. Um. You know, and their draws go a long time. Yeah, they, they do. They're a long time, so you've got time. Don't panic, but you could look into it. Yeah, that sort of thing. So, New Mexico, man, New Mexico is one that I think 
Yeah, and I shouldn't even say this out loud, but I think it's one that everybody should be putting into because they don't have a point system. So whether you've been putting in New Mexico for 20 years or whether this is your first year putting into New Mexico, you have the same odds as anybody else to draw that tag. So, yep. You know, it it can be hard when you have put in for 20 because you're like, man, I just want to draw. But going in first couple of years, man, you're, you draw it, great. If not, oh well. Yep. So, yep. So true. So true. So, um, yeah, if you haven't hunted other states, definitely look into it. Find some other, some, some states. It just creates more opportunity to hunt. If you guys have any questions, uh, we'll link that other podcast that we did about, you know, hunting and hunting out of state. Um, it's actually been one of our biggest podcasts that we've had, uh, as far as listeners, um, and, and downloads. So, uh, check that out if you haven't already checked it out, but let's jump into our hunts. Uh, we don't want this to be a super long podcast, but we did want to share the results of, uh, kind of the stuff we talked about and how our hunts went in Colorado. So, Seth, I'm going to turn it over to you. You want to kick us off and talk about how your hunt went? Sure. So, me and some buddies picked a unit, basically never stepped foot in it, nothing. Just looked at harvest odds and draw odds and decided that this would, and called the biologist and decided that this unit would probably make the most sense for us. Um I had three buddies and myself go. Um, One of them had to duck early from some family issues, which kind of sucked, but got lucky and actually had one of his neighbors that we had no idea was there staying in the cabin next to us. So he was able to duck out. (laughs) I didn't know that. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So it was crazy. We got there and they're like, yeah, we're from Payson. And my my buddy's like, yeah, you are. You freaking live like three houses from me. (laughs) So... Um, but it worked out, it worked out good. But, um, so we were kind of a three man crew for most of the hunt. Um, the first day I had a chance at a buck, um, pretty nice buck, but he was going straight away from me in a hurricane wind storm the first day we got there and I just didn't chance it. Um, it's not, I like to say pretty solid buck. I think, you know, would have been happy with him for sure. Um, kind of funny cause of course it's the first day we have, all our gear in the truck still haven't even offloaded at the, the Airbnb because we don't have the check-in time yet. We don't have radios. Half our gear is in the truck. We all spread out to go glass points. I see a nice buck on the private and then a, a decent buck closer. And my buddy said he would shoot pretty much anything. So I went to go find him. Sure enough, as soon as I go to find him, I look up in the basin and there's these two nice bucks running across the basin. So I ran over there, tried to cut them off. Didn't work out. So... That was our first night. Um, then the next day was really bad. <laughs> we went to some walk-in that was supposed to be walk-in. Uh, they had torn the gate down and moved the gate further up on the hill. So everybody was driving to the top of the hill and hiking in, which was way easier than to hike from the bottom. Oh, absolutely. So there were dudes, there were dudes everywhere. I mean, there was, I think I counted 24 dudes in the <laughs> walk-in and I was like, um, <laughs> That's, this ain't going to work. That's ridiculous. So yeah, we ducked out. We had a conversation with the CPW that checked us. Um, learned something that I did not read in the book. Back to our old podcast. Read the book. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, didn't get a ticket, but we did get we did get a lesson taught to us. I think that was like step number one or two. Uh, uh-huh. Read the read oh, the brochure. I read I read the book, but I missed that part. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that the booklet's 120 some odd pages. That's yeah, true. 
and, and different state laws. What we were doing was was not a, a violation in Utah, but it is in Colorado. So I'll just be honest with you. We had the guns in the side-by-side cased, but they weren't completely unloaded. And we didn't realize that that was an issue in Colorado. <clears throat> yeah. So they were they were decent enough. They could have gotten us a ticket. They didn't. They just taught us. You know, I um, said that on so our other came... podcast. They're cool. Like I, we've I ran into a lot yeah. of those guys, and they're really cool. They're understanding that they're not out there to bust people that don't right. know. You know, if, if you were blatantly doing it on purpose, then okay, that's one thing. But yeah, that that's cool then right. to, to not give you a ticket for that. Yeah, and they also they also gave my cousin a hard time because his Under Armour hunting hoodie was not blaze orange enough. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not blaze orange. It was it was orange, but just not orange. It enough. was orange. Yeah, they didn't like it, so he had to put on another one, which we had, which was fine. But I just thought it was funny because it said UA Hunt on it, <laughs> and it wasn't orange enough. Um, but that's part of learning. So it is. Uh, we we came back down and. Uh, me and, and two of them, the other two went down and hunted uh, some low country because that's where me and my cousin have spent the majority of our life hunting lower sagebrush cedars, stuff like that. Um, seen a decent four point, couldn't get on him. It was getting dark. He was in the cedars. It, the, the deer there it was crazy. I've never seen him do this. They were rutting, but they were rutting in cover. They were in the cedars rutting a lot. Um, so trying to pick a pocket and get it on him and, and line up a shot. So we didn't end up getting on him, but uh, we decided to go back that next morning uh, and put at the time, the one buddy hadn't left yet. So we put one buddy or two buddies down there where we had seen that four point, And then me and my cousin went over on another set of ridges and watched and we saw a lot of deer, but we never saw any bucks, me and my cousin. Um, so my buddy finally gets back to us and says, uh, we've got a buck over here but he got in the cover and bedded down and we don't know exactly where he is. So we went down and met him and he said he was somewhere right in here. And so we started picking the mountainside apart with our glasses. Uh, and about an hour later, my cousin finally picked him up. They had gotten up to stretch for a minute, um, but it was some thick stuff. Couldn't get on uh, the gun quick enough and they bedded back down and we were trying to be good little hunter boys and just sit on them got to be about three o'clock and my cousin's just like, this sucks. We're going to go push him out of here. Cause in the desert of Utah, we learned how to do a lot of deer pushes. That's just the way we grew up. And so the other two had never done it, but me and my cousin, we had done it. And so he's like, you think we can get him out? And I says, yeah, I think we can get him out. So, uh, I went up on the, the high side so that if he went out the top, I could cut him off. And my cousin went kind of right at him. And sure enough, just as I got to the spot I wanted to be, I seen a deer go out the top and it had antlers, but I couldn't see what they were. I couldn't get on it. I just saw the antlers going up mm-hmm. like an idiot. I was like, well, he's going to go in that open gap. And no, he's not. I know better than that. So I sat there for a second. And I'm like, yeah, that ain't going to work. And so I turned and walked out onto the point more. And about that time, my cousin says, I've jumped them. They're going out the top. Um, and I don't know what the buck was doing. He... He could have got away, but, but he so I, I'm standing on a ridge, uh, like a, a pinnacle, and then there's a wash below me, and then about 150 yards, there's the other side of the ridge. He was just on that side where I could see about half of his body from like his mid ribs up, and he was kind of boogieing up the hill, and then he saw me, and he could have just kept boogieing, and it was a harder, thicker shot and cover, but he panicked, 
and turned and ran right back down the wash like 120 yards from me. I was operating under the assumption that he was the four point because it was all happening pretty quick. Yeah. So I swung way out in front of him, way too far. Tried to shoot him like a duck and shot in front of him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Him clean. He went barreling barreling down the, the wash. And I told my cousin on the radio, I says, he's coming out the bottom. And my cousin said that he, the buck tried to hook back into the cover and not go out because they don't ever want to go out in the open. Right. Um, my cousin said, no, that ain't going to happen. So he bum rushed him, spooked him because he was already scared of me, didn't know what to do. So he, he got out on the edge of the cedars and kind of paralleled uh, the cedars. And my buddy was waiting on the point, smoked him on the run, oh, hit wow. him as 200, 250 yards, but hit him perfect. A little high in the shoulder, but hit both lungs and kind of broke a piece of his backbone. So he just folded up right there. Um, we got down to him, high fives all around. And, and this buddy really didn't care what he had killed. And of course, when we got there, we were all under the assumption he was a 21 inch four point, And instead he was a 21 inch two point. <laughs> <laughs> so really cool buck, but just a point. Um, he was a stud buck though. When you sent me the pictures, I was like, that's a, like, that, it's hard not to shoot that deer because, you know, actually it was funny. We actually looked for those one. those big two points. So yeah, like that those mm-hmm. things, those things are awesome. Oh, oh, he was he was he was a static. He's got it uh, European. It looks cool. It looks cool as heck. Nice. Um, so we were happy and we we broke him down and and that was at that point we were in the lowlands but we were about twelve hundred yards from the machine. So not a too bad of a hike out. Broke him down and, and backed him out, especially because we had to break him down to fit in the coolers to come home anyway. So right. broke him down and each of us took a chunk and got him out. Um, but, but by the time we got him out and back to camp, it was pretty much dark. So we just kind of hunted around the cabin, which there wasn't, there was a lot of deer, but it was like they were in right in the cabins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, eh, can't do no hunting here. Um, so the next morning, um, we hunted that same general area um, that we hunted the first day. We went up on top and was glassing. And there were deer everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. But a lot of them, there, there was a section of private there. And a lot of them were in the private. Of course. Um, it's where that's where at. I saw the biggest the biggest buck. A, a big enough buck. I came home and tried to contact the landowner and ask him how much it was to hunt. <laughs> <laughs> um Great. I mean, just a great buck. Not super wide, probably 23, 24 wide, but great forks, heavy eye guards. And he had a big hook cheater on. <sighs> of course he did. Of course he did. I, I tried to convince myself like four different, four different. Yeah. I tried to convince myself like four different times. He wasn't that far onto private and I could go over there and see if he'd come over. Um, <laughs> so hard not, and then to, when we got, not to do that. Yeah. Oh. And then, and then when we got closer, I started looking at Onyx and I'm like, no, he's, he's quite a ways into private. Yeah. Um, but a great buck. And that's what we spent most of the morning. We saw some small bucks on public, um, looking over on some other points. And then my cousin's like, well, I got a, a buck right here. And I says, well, and my cousin told me he didn't really care how big it was this first go round, you know, not knowing what to expect. Yeah. So I was like, well, if you've got one right there, why ain't he dead? Cause you told me you didn't care. <laughs> And he's like, well, we've got an issue. And I'm like, all right. So I get over there. And he's, I'm like, well, where is he? He's, like, he's in these cedars right here. And I said, why don't you shoot him? And my cousin is, he's a very good rifle shot. So I was like, this is not making any sense. And he goes, well, when I put my scope on him, 
there were two dudes in orange in my scope below him. Oof. And I was like, I just, mm. and I'm like, yeah, I I see the issue now. I, yeah. I can totally see why you were smart enough not to take that shot. So what had happened is th- there's a pullout and then we would fan out in glass and the road kind of switchbacked. So where we had seen the buck, the road was in the bottom. Mm-hmm. So he was looking to shoot him, but the road in the bottom, the people coming on the road had seen this buck. And he was a 20 inch four point had pretty good mass, but just a decent four point. Yeah. Um, but they were on him, like in the bottom, they were trying to, you could see they were throwing their hands around, trying to make a plan to go get him. Um, so we're like, well, let's back out and we'll go down and just get out of the road. So we went down below him a ways and then we stopped and got all the binoculars out and watched. And it was really cool because the two guys that had never really hunted the desert or done pushes got to see how a smart buck acts when you put pressure on him in the cover. Yeah. So this guy had a radio. It was by himself. Well, he was pushing by himself, but there was a guy in the bottom with a radio guiding him to where the deer were. And even with that guy on the radio, that buck circled him and doubled back and laid down and got up and moved and doubled back. And it was so cool to watch him just work in that small pocket of cover and not want to come out. <laughs> so finally, the guy got close enough that him, this, this four point had a little two point with him. Um, he got close enough, the little two point blew out to the left because he, he was within probably 50, 60 yards of him. Little two point blew out and some guys on the road just annihilated. <laughs> Poor <laughs> yeah. little guy got greased. Two points don't last with that many no. pumpkins walking around. No. Poor little feller didn't have a chance. But the bigger buck, still with right on him, ran hard for about 50 yards straight uphill, hit the cover gotten a little wash where we could see him, but the guy couldn't see him and just boogied through that wash. And that dude was running through the cedars, trying to get a, anywhere he could see him. And he couldn't see him. We watched him go all the way up the top, hook over into another Canyon. And we actually walked up that Canyon seeing if he was in there, but he had boogied out, but it was just a really good education to see a buck know what was up and just work around people. So, so if you ever think you've walked through an area, and especially if you're by yourself and they're like, Oh, there ain't no deer there. You've walked by so many, you have no idea. Guarantee it. Those <laughs> things are so dang smart. Elk, and it's yeah. crazy because elk can do the same thing and they're three times the size of it. But you, yeah. and you think you'd see a big animal like that on the other right. side of a, a tree, but you don't, yeah. they're, they're yeah. smart. So he got away. Uh, and that was all a pretty eventful morning. So we, at that point, uh, my one buddy got news. He had some family issues, needed to go. Just worked out that his neighbor, uh, his neighbor's son had killed and they were ready to go home. So worked out well. He got to go home. Um, and so that evening, uh, the guy that had, my buddy that had killed and my cousin and me went back to, we, we started calling it the well because we just kept going back to it. And there was more and more bucks and more and more deer. So I'm like, we'll go back to the well. So we got down in there and we saw quite a few does but no bucks. And so I was like, well, let's still hunt back to the forward or the side by side right before dark. And if there's anything in these pocket canyons, cause there were so many that the mountain kind of sloughed off real quick. And there was just a ton of finger canyons. So you'd, you could see four or five and you'd walk around just in you know, 150 yards and then you could see four or five more. So mm-hmm. we were just kind of still hunting through there. Um, and I had my, big old 18s on my tripod and I was using it as a walking stick. So I had them out all the time. Nice. And I was leading the pack and it's funny cause we were walking and we were getting close to the machine and 
there's a real weird spot like that where you have to come almost to the road and then you double back and you could see some area that you couldn't see unless you did that. And that's what my plan was right before dark because these pocket canyons over in this area looked awesome. And just as we crested up to that bridge I needed to turn on, I looked out across the flat and I'm like, holy crap, there's a buck right there. I threw my 18s up and I let that 18 power convince me he was bigger than he was. <laughs> so... My cousin goes, is he nice? And I'm like, yeah, he's big. Shoot him. <laughs> and I thought, I, honestly, I thought he was like a 22-inch three-point. Uh-huh. So just he, Real dark antlers. I thought he was you know, 22 or something like that. But he never looked at me. He just looked like he had a nice, you know. And I was like, yeah, he's big. And he's like, you want him? And I'm like, no, because he already, my cousin had his trigger sticks out. I mean, he was ready. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, just let him have it. And so I arranged him, and he was three, like, 08 or 312 i can't remember chip shot for my say, cousin not so bad he, yeah so he smoked him one shot boom dropped him <laughs> i was like cool he was like eight yards from the road <laughs> how the road switched back that came right up to him um and he was he ended up being like a 16 inch three point but my cousin was super happy like Same. first time going yeah. we were just having a good time um and got him back and got dark uh or got him back to the cabin at dark. And then that next morning, I'm like, well, we're going to go back because this is where we're seeing all the bucks. So we went back to the well again. Um, and when we first got to a pullout uh, that we had never been able to stop at because every other day there had been people there. Mm-hmm. But it got really cold that night. Like it was negative four when we got up. Um, and everybody I quit. Honestly, I think I know exactly <laughs> which night you're talking about. Yeah, everybody had quit. So we got to this pullout, and I looked way out there. I mean, I couldn't even tell what they were in the 14 or in the 18s. There were 10 deer, and they were all kind of back together. And there was one just circling and circling and circling. So without even seeing the antlers, I'm like, that's a buck. He's running them all over the place. So we got in the truck, and we drove clear down to try to get more in line with him. It cut about 1,000 yards off. I got out. And I'm don't get my gun out, don't get nothing out because I'm looking at deer way over there. Mm-hmm. Cardinal sin, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking, and I'm still having a hard time because he's so far. I'm like, he's a buck, but I can't really tell how big he is. And I'm looking, and all of a sudden, my cousin goes, "Holy sh! There's a big buck right here!" And so I'm not even looking, dude. I'm running like a lunatic back to the truck. <laughs> I gotta open the case of the gun. I gotta, and I don't have. I'm a Ruger guy, so I don't have a clip to put in the. Oh, uh, you poor, put, you poor soul, poor soul. I gotta put singles in, so I'm one, two, three, and I go running back out there, and I'm like, "How big is he?" And my cousin's like, "He's big, dude. Look real quick." So I just looked in his binoculars that were on a tripod, and I was just like, "Oh, he's big enough." So I threw my backpack down and laid down, and just as I laid down and put the scope on him, I watched him jump the private fence, uh, and he took five goes with him onto the private and here's the thing the spot we were hunting is eight thousand acres of public and there's one 200 acre parcel of private and the some bee jumped and went in there <laughs> he's not dumb he knows what he's so, doing no and so i figure that buck uh i mean it's hard to say because i got a, a back and then a, a little bit of a better view at him um 26 great big back forks heavy eye guards just a nice buck mm. Um, and of course he stands there on the private side where I can't do anything. Well, 
why we're looking at him. Uh, my cousin's like, there's a book on this side of the fence. And I'm like, what, what, what do you mean? And he's like, right there. And I looked, I'm like, dude, that's a nice book too. Um, he's with Wando and she's hot because he's running her all over the place. Yeah. But only staying in a 50, 60 yard circle right by the fence. I'm like, yeah. dude, he's going to jump the freaking fence too. So I got all set up and got ready. And he was 521 the last time I arranged him, um, which is pretty far shot for me. But I had shot and I felt pretty comfortable. Um, and he stopped. He finally stopped. A lot of it, he was going between some cedars. Um, and it was like he was in a gap and he walked through it. He was in a gap and he walked through it. And I'm like, dude, I need you to stop. I'm not that good of a shot. I need you to stop at 500 yards. <laughs> so he finally stopped. And I don't know if it was subconscious or I, it could have just been the wind or whatever. But he he stopped where I couldn't see his front shoulder. I could see like the line mm-hmm. back. Right in the line. I may have even subconsciously held just a little bit back and got set touched it off and I hit him but I hit him I don't know maybe three ribs back so a little bit farther back not a really like a kill shot but not an anchor him right there type of shot yeah so he dropped his head and I, I knew he was sick because when you shoot him with a bow they do the same thing they drop their head way low and they don't really run they kind of like stumble mm-hmm so he went over the hill because he was right. Of course, he was right almost on the skyline. So he went over the hill and I was thinking, okay, he's hurt bad enough. He's not going to jump a fence. Right. <laughs> Get up there. Uh, and there's a spot where the fence doesn't, it's not all the way down, but the wires are droopy and they're about 10 inches off the ground. Sure enough, there's some dirt kicked up right there, some hair and a little bit of blood. So I know he crossed right there. And of course, it wasn't one of those things where you could see him laying there dead. It was just a wall of cedars, just a thick forest that he dove into, of course, because he's hurt bad. I'm like, Ugh. so I was sick as a dog. I'm damn near puking. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I did not feel good. Um, so we went back to the cabin and I, I, I almost regret now. I know he's a, a nice buck and you have to take that shot, but I almost regret it because on the way back, my cousin's like, dude, I know you feel bad, but you do mind if I glass as we go? And I'm like, no, you're fine. And every freaking canyon we stopped and looked had bucks in it, dude. And I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah. like I kind of feel bad because I'm like, if I wouldn't have wounded him, and I, I know he's going to die, but I could have I could have found a different buck with a better situation. And you know, it's a, a learning process. And it's not like I wished him to be right there, but he was probably right there because of the private. And, and you got, get away from pressure. And you got to take the chance when you get it. You know, when those, yeah, when those like, opportunities show up, you kind of have to take that chance. Yeah. For turning away a 155 class book, which I told myself if it was a four point going in the first time, I was going to take him. And he was a four by three, but really good forks and eye guards and decent mass. I, I don't know how you don't do it, but, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Right. But, Got back to the cabin because that's the only place we had cell service. I'm pretty sure I found the correct number of the landowner. Called him multiple times. Of course, voice mailbox is not set up. Um, called the Colorado Fish and Wildlife. They kind of just told me, well, why'd you hunt something so close to private land? <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, dude, it's 8,000 acres in one small parcel, man. I, <laughs> But... You know, it, it was a great hunt. I'd go back in a heartbeat, saw a ton of deer. It just ended bad for me. Yeah. My other buddies had a great time. I had a great time. Other than that, I mean, it was a good time. Lots of deer. 
and, and it got better every day we were there, especially when it got cold. Those two days it started to cool off a lot more action. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could ask for much better. I mean, the only thing I could think of, and it's a lot harder to draw because we did have some elk hunters around that made it feel like there were more pumpkins than yeah. if you could have got a unit that didn't have a third season elk tag. I mean, you'd have been pretty much by yourself. I mean, you would have had guys, but it would have felt like you were by yourself. And, and our hunt had, you know, I think 400 other deer hunters on it, plus yeah. all the elk hunters. Yeah. And we still found places that we could get away. You know what I mean? And so it was pretty funny because that one buck we had shot, my, my buddies, uh, <laughs> there were guys camped about 1,200 yards away up by the road and when we shot, we looked back and they were all standing at the edge of camp. Like what the heck? They just shot a buck right behind our camp. <laughs> so I thought it was pretty funny because they all come out, had their binoculars out looking, and <laughs> but like I say, no giants other than that one buck we saw. I mean, I saw some giants on private, but that one buck I did have a, would have had a brief chance at if I'd have been ready. That buck was a really, really nice buck, but I mean, solid bucks. And the guy, like I say, the guy camping next to us, they missed a great big one, and the guys on the left of us brought in an absolute toad. Mm. I mean, just a, it was so big, dude. They didn't even show people. They walked in. We were outside just getting on the phone. They walked in holding it, walked past us, and we're like, that's a giant. And they're like, yep. And they walked the head in the cabin and locked the door. Oh, my <laughs> they gosh. They didn't even talk about it. It was a freaking giant. Like, that makes me, that's a red flag. If you shoot a big, if you shoot a yeah. big buck, you want to show everybody. So yeah. there like, might I, be I a story like, to I don't that. Know if he was a, yeah. Like, I don't know if he was going to be like afraid that we were going to judge him because it came off private or something maybe, but it was, it was a pig. Like it wow. was a pig. Dude, that's, that's so, freaking awesome. I don't know if they thought, oh, someone's going to steal it. So they didn't even sit out and talk or. If you put it in, I don't know. if it's inside the cabin, no one's going to touch it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, they were being weird. They were being paranoid, which maybe they did poach it. I don't know. It's weird maybe. to pay a tag and buy a, <laughs> ran a cabin and then poach one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. But yeah. But if you shot a, a if you shot a legit show to everybody, mm-hmm. Freak, yeah, I, shoot, sedan. I show mine to everybody. I was, I was pretty stoked about it. So you, your box kinda, a heck of a it's kind of what you do. So yeah. Yep. Yep. So, well, dude, that's cool. That, that's such a fun story. Like you said, you know, even even though you don't come home with antlers and the meat and all yeah. that stuff, you know, it's still a fun experience and something that, you know, you should really, you know, cherish and enjoy for a long yeah. time. Right. So. Hey, before I go into mine, my camera's about to die. I'm going to run and grab my charger real quick and plug it in real quick. <laughs> okay. hope mine doesn't die <laughs> i didn't even check and see what's it got for power eh, it's okay i just hope i don't fill up the sd card <laughs> hmm. yeah guys uh i don't know if he paused the recording or not but if he didn't uh hunting out of state's a blast i mean it, it's a lot of money especially if you're on a a lower income, but man, if you can save up your money, even public land, I mean, pick a place and go and get some buddies and, and just enjoy. Cause it's a good time. Did you pause the recording or did you leave it going? I, uh, I paused the recording. Okay. So I was talking to myself. 
Oh, were you? I was, I was feeling dead air. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. I could have. No, you're fine. I just didn't know if you had actually paused it or not. So I was like, oh, I'll just talk. Oh, I should have should have told you. Yeah, I just paused it. So the, I left the camera going, but okay. I can, I'll, I'll just cut it and splice. I mean, I'm going to be cutting and splicing anyways throughout the whole thing. So you're good. I just wanted to make sure there wasn't a big dead air gap. So. <laughs> uh, shoot. All right. So, <clears throat> okay. All right, well, I'll hop into to my story and talk about it for a, a little bit. Um, uh, very similar. So kind of like I said, Seth and I were in units next to each other in Colorado. Uh, both are really decent units. You know, that's the thing. You know, just like you, Seth, you, you saw decent bucks all the time. And I think that's what I found in Colorado is you, you see decent bucks. You'll, you will see those big bucks and sometimes come home with those big bucks. But for yeah. the most part, every day you're seeing something you know something that uh a lot of people would shoot and a lot of people do shoot but um so we uh we did kind of same thing we go to an airbnb in in colorado we've done like i said we've done it for the last three years uh same group of guys and and we just have a blast it's a lot of fun we we have certain areas that we like to go to and so opening morning we got we got up and went to an area that we've gone to a ton and like Seth said, that opening morning, it was so windy and nasty and cold. And so we hardly did. That's sad. This is really sad. I shouldn't even tell people this. But we did not hunt very hard opening morning because <laughs> it was so cold. It's a long hunt. And so we and we knew the weather was going to get be- better. And so, uh, well, it almost got too good. Like Colorado yeah. this year during third season was really nice weather. For, for three days, it was almost too warm. It like really was it to be a little bit colder. So, yeah, I, I was in short sleeves in, this is third season, in Colorado, November. So it, it was ridiculous. But, uh, so that opening morning, yeah, we really didn't do much. And, but prior to the hunt, kind of like we talked about in that podcast, as far as preparing is one of the things that I did is I spent a lot of time on, um, on Onyx looking at some areas that I wanted to hike try to get to areas where I didn't see a lot of people because that is an issue in the unit that I was in was there are a ton of people in that unit. And so I wanted to get away from people a little bit. And I thought if I did, I could find some deer. And so at around 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning, I had my crew drive me over to this plateau where we could kind of glass where I was going to walk. We glassed there for a while. We saw some moose, which was really cool. And I saw um, one of those too. Did you? I didn't even say that. I saw a cow. Yeah. I saw... Goodness gracious, I, I probably saw a total of 20 moose. In fact, I walked into a herd of moose uh, the second to last day that we were there. It was pitch black dark and walked into like five of them. I thought my life was over. Yeah, Luckily, uh, they didn't uh, do anything. Uh, uh, <laughs> they can mess you up in a hurry. Yeah. So um, we just glassed there for a little while. And then I said, well, I'm going to, I'm going to take off and I'm going to do this hike that I want to do. Meet me on the other side and, and pick me up at this, at this road. I left them a, a pin on Onyx so they knew where to pick me up. And there was this, this certain draw that I wanted to get to. And I thought, well, I'll get to that draw. I'm pretty sure I'll find some deer. If I don't, well, then I'll keep walking and get over to where they can pick me up. I got over to that draw, sat down. Sure enough, there's some some deer up at the very top of the draw. Of course, it's private property, so Seth, I, I feel your pain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, let's. I'll set up here, and so I I had my tripod with me, I had my 18s with me, and I thought, you know, I'm just gonna sit here and just glass and see see what happens. It seriously, it wasn't 20 minutes later, and my buck 
walked out. I keep pointing over here because he's sitting right here. The head, the mm -hmm. mountains right here, but um, walked out and I was like, oh my goodness. And I'm, I'm going to agree with Seth. Uh, look at those 18s. He looked a lot bigger than I thought yeah, he, they, than, than they he actually, turned. I mean, he's a nice buck, but when I first saw him, I was like, holy crap, this is a, <laughs> this is a big no buck. question. No questions asked. It's go time. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> yep, we're, we're, this is it right here. If we can get this, if we can make this work, let, let's do this. So I watched him all day long. It was, it was a quite eventful day. I won't go into the, all the details, but I watched him bed down. A cow elk come running through, blew all of him, and there was a couple other little bucks with him and a whole bunch of does, blew them over to the other side, actually the side that I was on of the draw, and so I couldn't see them anymore. I was like, oh, crap, maybe they blew completely out. But I held up hope that you know they were still there, and so I actually ended up moving over to the side of the draw that they were in when I saw them um, and got actually probably within 200 yards of the uh, the private and he, they were still up in the private. And I thought, well, as it gets evening time, they're going to start working down and start going down to water, through, you know, down the draw to water. Um, hopefully, they'll get there before dark, at least get to the, the public land so they can have a shot before dark. So um, it was probably, oh, gosh, I can't even remember, maybe like 3.30. He, uh, him and all the does and, and the bucks started to pop out of the trees of where I thought that they went in. And, you know, then I was like, oh, yeah, here we go again. You know, game on. It's it's getting real again. And uh, I, again, watched him. And he was very, you know, he was right in the, in, in the rut. He was chasing does. He was lip curling. He was in it. And so uh, I was a little bit nervous that he was going to do that the whole time. And he would never come out of the private. And I knew exactly right where that private line was at. Because during the day, I kind of walked over to where it was at. And I, you know, kind of drew a line. So I knew exactly where it was at. And, and I wanted to stay about... 50 to 100 yards on the public. I didn't want to even take a chance that I would, you know, cross that line. It was not fenced or anything like that, so I was a little bit nervous, but that's why I wanted to stay off to make sure I had that that gap. Anyways, long story short, watched him chase the does all for, for almost an hour. Uh, well, it was over an hour. And then about 4.30, it got dark at 5.15, or it got, uh, no, not dark, but it, your shooting light ended at 5.15, if I remember right. Hopefully I get these times right, but... Um, about 4.30, he started really working down the draw, chasing a doe. The doe actually kind of saw me as I was moving to get on my gun because I was looking through my binoculars, and then I wanted to move to where my gun was, and I couldn't see any of them once I moved to where my gun was. And once if, I, if they did walk out to where I could see them, I knew that they were on public land. Well, as I was moving to my gun, one of the does blew because she saw me. I was like, hell, it's over. We're done. <laughs> I'm not going to kill this deer. But I just sat on my gun anyways. I was like, ah, we'll see what happens. Um, she kind of blew out and actually went way onto the public and, and actually kind of ran away. And so I thought, okay, maybe he'll follow and I'll see him running. Well, it was about not long before 5 o'clock. So it was getting down to to the uh, the last seconds of, of uh, daylight. And here he comes. Well, the doe came first that he was really chasing. She had a, a collar on her, actually. And then, cool. uh, yeah, and then he came out. And as soon as I saw him, yep, I was like, all right, this this is happening. And so I want to send a shout out to Vortex, by the way. They hooked me up with the, the Razer HD Gen 2 yeah. scope. Without that scope, because it was, it was about a 300-yard shot is what it ended up being, about 320. Without that scope, I don't think I would have been able to have the light that I needed to to see it. Because, it, like I said, it was getting pretty dark. I, I don't like shooting that late, but 
still yeah. legal. You know, I still gotta follow. Do what you got to do. That's the way I looked at it. I, I had to do yeah. what I had to do, and it was the only opportunity I had. And he just he looked huge. And after watching him all day, I got a lot of video. So you guys will see some video on YouTube if you're watching the video. Uh, watching the video on YouTube. Um, got a lot of video of him. Got a lot of pictures of him. And so I was like, this is just... This is meant to be. It's opening morning, and I love killing on opening morning. I don't know why, but it's just it's fun to me to do that. And so, um, anyways, long story short, he walked out 300 yards, settled the seven mag on him, boom, dropped him like a sack of I don't even know Potatoes. what. Yeah, I was gonna say something else, but again, I can't say that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I, yeah, he he ended up dropping. Um, I walked it off. Uh, I, as close as I dared get to that line, he was about a hundred yards away from the private. So I felt pretty confident that I was plenty of, I had plenty of room onto the public property that he was, or public land that he was on. So obviously it got dark. I ended up just gutting him there, making the walk, the hike out to the truck to meet the guys. I was so excited. You know, I was, I was just on, on cloud nine. It was oh, so much fun just cause it's, you know, it's one thing when you like, it really came together how you plan it. You know, we, we talked yep. about this on another podcast of, you know, I looked on very often. It doesn't. Yeah, I looked on OnX. I had, you know, spent the time to really study this out of where this was gonna work out. And the plan just came together and worked out and I was able to, to harvest the deer exactly where I had really planned on. And and he is. He's a great deer. I should grab him and show him for the camera. But I'll put some video up so everybody can see and, and whatnot. But um just a just a cool experience. I had I had three other guys with me in the groups. So we had four guys with us. So the next day we go in, we get my deer and come out and we had to drive clear around to, to go back and get the other vehicle because we had dropped left one and went out a different way and then we had to drive around to get the other vehicle. When we went to do that, we were stopped by um, some guys from California. So shout out to the Californians, guy from Western Contours, you know, all those great California people that, yes. that Seth yes. doesn't like. They're, I uh, did. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you're gonna make me freaking regret that <laughs> oh yeah you, yeah guy and i will never let you live that one down that was that was too I awesome it, man it's urbanites. <laughs> the urbanites these guys were definitely not urbanites in fact they talked more crap about california than than we talked about them so anyways they're like hey what kind of deer are you guys looking for and we had a 12 year old boy with us my buddy's son his name's talus we had him with us and uh we're like you know really just a solid buck for him it doesn't have to be anything amazing it's his first year so they're like, well, we got this this cool three by four over here. If you guys want to come shoot, and we're like, hell yeah, let's go. Let's let's see this thing. So well, they they try to tell us where it's at. And they're like, you know what? Let's just show you guys where it's at. Follow us. So they they're in this brand new F one fifty. Guys obviously have some money and <laughs> driving through the mud and all that stuff. And they take us up there. And sure enough, that buck's sitting there, two hundred yards off the road. Get the kid set up. I'll put some video up of it as well. I didn't get the kill shot on it, but I did get us walking up to it. But he pulls up. He actually missed on the first one because his face is directly away, and he tried to do a Texas heart shot on him, which I, I wish he wouldn't have done. But um, uh, uh, he missed it. For a kid. What's that? I said excitement yeah. coming from the kid. I've I've been there and done that. Yeah, I don't. I can't blame him. Uh, yeah, he was so excited because this was way big. You know, this was a. He was oh, actually yeah. a really good buck. He was about a twenty-two inch four by three. Really, just five-year-old solid buck. And uh, anyways, he missed that first one, and he kind of ran down a little bit. And then, of course, like you know, the mule deer do, they turned he turned around just to see what was going on. And uh, again, that he, he was shooting a seven mag and just slammed him. He actually the deer actually ran quite a ways down the the ravine after uh, that shot, but ended up getting to the to the bottom, piling up. 
just just a perfect situation. We all hoot and hollered. You know, all the Californians were there watching, and we just we had a good time with it. It was it was a lot of fun. Packed him out that night. Definitely took a lot of pictures. Again, I'll put some of those up on the on the YouTube page so that you guys can see those pictures. They're also on our social media. So if you're listening to this on a podcast platform, you can go on our social media and you can see some of those those pictures. So um, again, two other guys with us. Next day, we didn't really we we did hike into another really uh, rough area. Saw a really solid buck, um, about a 190, what 185, 190 inch buck. And uh, Russ, the guy that was with us, uh, Talis's dad, fell in love with this buck. We didn't see him again that day. We did saw, we saw a lot of bucks, kind of like what Seth said. We saw tons of just solid bucks all day long. Um, neither Jed nor Russ would would shoot at them <laughs> that day because they were they had their heart set on that big one. So fourth day out there, um, we we ended up dropping the two of them off. Talis and I where we tagged out. We're like, we'll we'll kind of be the drivers and we'll be where you need us to be. And uh, we dropped them off, and they hiked back back up in there, and they were able to find him and and knocked him down. Um, it was a it was a pretty it was a pretty big poke. I think he shot about 680 yards to get that deer. So wow. yeah, it was a it was a heck of a poke. But um, one shot pancaked him right where he was at. He was shooting a, a seven rum, and. Uh, yeah, great shot, great buck. Um, I think, like I said, I think he did end up scoring about 185 or 187, I think is what he was. Just a, a solid four-point. We actually thought he had extras on him, but um, he didn't. He just he was just a solid four-point, but just just wide, about 26 uh, wide, heavy, um, just really deep times, really tall. It just he, he gained a lot of his his score off of his mass, though. Just a, just a solid buck. So, um. So Russ shot him, and then Jed <laughs> was like, well, I can't be shown up. You know, we, another buck actually walked out very similar to where Rush just shot that buck, and it was a smaller buck. It was definitely the smallest buck that we uh, of all the four of us that was shot. I think it ended up being like a, I don't know, like a 145-ish uh, four-point. And uh, he laid down. It was actually, I think, a little bit further, like 710 yards or something like that. Shot it, boom, pancaked him, too. He was shooting a 28 nozzler. So, right. so, so the fourth day... We had all four tags punched. It was, it, we had never done that in Colorado. I don't ever plan to do it again because uh, that just doesn't happen that way. I, I, no, gonna, no, no. You told me uh, you just said that I could come, so you you can't be saying that now. Now you <laughs> now you've got me hooked. So okay, well it's got to be five days because we have five tags. We we'll have to add an extra oh. day on there, you know, for the for you. So <laughs> I mean, I can just stay with you guys and drive to the unit I know how to hunt now too. <laughs> no, 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 no. Our unit's better. <laughs> you guys did get better deer, but you hunted uh, it a few more years. <laughs> we did. We did. We we've come to know that unit very well in fact that the airbnb is like our second home like seriously we we love the people that we rent that from and um they give us a pretty sweet rate on it now that they know us and we take good care of it but yeah just a it was a really fun hunt um very exciting i mean it was just it was go 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 for four days straight and you know we'd planned to, to hunt all was it is it nine days or seven days i can't remember seven seven days seven yeah yeah, we had planned to hunt hard all seven days, and um, and actually really didn't even plan on all of us shooting one. Honestly, f- you know, from the year before to this year was just a night and day difference. But man, it was fun. Like I said, it was go go go. It was exciting. We were, uh, yeah, just seeing good solid bucks all the time, and had a lot of fun. Like I said, I'll put these videos up and and some photos up on the YouTube page so that you guys can can see it. So had a lot of fun. Colorado was a great. 
time this year. We had it. We enjoyed it. Like I said, I had those other buddies that went to the same unit that I went to, and uh, I'll put up some pictures of, of their bucks that they ended up uh, getting there. But a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. Uh, looking forward to this year. We're gonna. I, we're absolutely gonna go back. We're kind of hooked on it. This year's gonna be a little bit crazy. I'm actually a little bit relieved that I won't get that elk tag that we kind of talked about in the beginning because it's gonna be a busy, busy. Yeah, you've year. got hunts up the wazoo. And you've still got to find a spot for me to shoot an antelope. I do. Uh, no, I can do. We can. We. I can go do that right now. <laughs> oh, that, that's right. Oh, yeah. The, the easy. Oh, uh, the, those. Those. I are, know. I know. You don't like the the truck chaser. There we go. There we go. Them. You said it. Yep. <laughs> truck chase. They are. My goodness gracious. Those animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm doing we, it the hard way though. I got to shoot it with a bow. Yeah, but we got water. They'll come into water. It'll be easy. Easy. Truck chasers, just, they'll just jump in the blind with you and they'll just ask you to, that's fine. to shoot that's them. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, it is going to be a busy year. But we'll go back to Colorado. I think that's just something that we're going to do each and every year. We, we might do a little bit different as far as our draw and how we do it this year. But um, we definitely want to go back and just make that a yearly, continue on that yearly tradition. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So if you haven't hunted out of state, definitely look into it. Colorado is a great state. A lot of opportunity in Colorado, which makes a lot of fun. And really, I mean, I know it can be expensive for, for, you know, depending on your finances, but get some buddies and, and go. Cause it, it doesn't even have to be Colorado, man. Just pick a state and go because I, I, I'll be honest with you. I've hunted Idaho and maybe I just didn't know it, but it was rough. It was a tough hunt. And then to go to Colorado, see deer, have fun. it, It was just a night and day difference and it was a ton of fun, but I'm sure there's other states out there that have similar opportunity. Um, but it was, it was a blast. I, I would go back in a heartbeat. I just don't think the dates are going to work for the other two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you so. know, what is, even if you can't do it every year, every other year is still awesome. Cause yeah. you're right. I mean, it, it can be expensive, but you know, if you save your money, that, that's it. Just yeah. plan for it. That, that's yeah. really made the difference for us. If we plan for it, we know that we're buying that tag every year. Although this year I was a resident actually for the last three years, I've been a resident. So this year will be, a little, a little steeper. Bit, yeah, that tag's going to be a little bit more than it's been in the past. But, again, if you plan for it, you, you budget for it, you get some buddies to share the, the cost of the living, you know, yep. amenities there and, and food and whatnot, it really, it really isn't that bad, you know, when you compare it to these outfitting hunts that people do. No. Not that you're going to get 200-inch deer everywhere you go. It is possible. You know, a couple of yep. years ago, we shot a 200-inch deer on the same unit that we shot these ones this year. And, you know, people shoot 200-inch deer all the time on just these, I'm going to call them general units, but it's not, they're not general, they're kind of zero-point units in Colorado. So, yeah, just a lot of opportunity. That, that one that came in that I told you they were being weird about, it was, it, it may have been private, I may have been, I don't know, but it was, and there's two different, or technically three different units right there. But boy, it was, I mean, it was a pig. It was a great big buck. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. Yep, they're there. They're definitely there. And you can find them. You just got to work. That's the thing. You'll see pumpkins everywhere in Colorado. Right. If that's where you hunt. And really everywhere. You know, if you hunt Arizona, if you hunt Wyoming, Montana, it's really the same everywhere you go. But if you're willing to put in the work, get off the road, get out of the side-by-side, get out of the truck, and, and put some some miles on the boots... You know, it, it, you can do it. And even even just finding spots where people are overlooking. Yeah. You, you can do that by hiking in because people aren't going to hike in. But, I mean, the what we called the well, nobody was looking at it because it was down low by the river. Mm-hmm. Everybody was hunting high. 
we had some guys in there, but none of them were looking low. They were all parked low, looking high. We started hunting these lower little finger canyons and little pockets, and there were bucks all over in there. It just exactly. you you have to be sneaky and find these spots where other people don't think to look. You do that preparation work, something that we have talked yep. a lot about. You do that preparation work. You find those areas. The first area may not work. Have a plan B, a plan C, plan Z, whatever you need. I had, I had 25 pins mm. on the map to check out. Yeah. And we didn't get to all of them because once one of them worked and we kept seeing deer, we're like, well, might as well see here and see what happens. Exactly. So, exactly. Yep. Well, this ended up being a lot longer than I had planned, but I hope that you yes. guys enjoy this. Um, my fault. No, <laughs> my my, mine was just 30 as long. minute story. <laughs> <laughs> but they're fun. These are these are fun stories, you know. And right now we're in the off season. I call it the off season when we're not doing a lot of hunting, and uh, we, you know, we need stuff to motivate us and keep us excited. And hopefully, you guys enjoyed these stories uh, that we shared with you today because these were fun. These were fun hunts for us. These are memories that will last for a lifetime. As you guys. I know out there you guys all have those those same experiences. And so hopefully as you listen to these, you're thinking about your own experiences that you've had and, and the moments that you've had that have really got you excited. And hopefully this gets you excited because we're actually, we're coming up on application season now. Uh, Utah opens on the 27th of, of January. So that's going to be here before we know it, Seth. I, oh, makes me nervous. You're going to be laughing when I draw an expo tag and that antelope tag yeah. and then try to, and then try to figure out what I'm going to do out of state. <laughs> <laughs> Then I won't feel bad for you where you, where you oh, can't hunt gonna, Colorado. I'll be like, no, nope, you yeah, can't come with us. No, nope, you're, you're, you're just be laughing. You'll be like, you drew an expo tag. You're boycotted. You get to get out of here. Exactly. <laughs> you're done. You're, you, yeah. I'm not that lucky. <laughs> I don't have that many friends. I ain't going to draw an expo tag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to draw any, any of those tags either. I put in every year for a whole bunch of stuff, and I never do. So. All right, guys, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, make sure you check out the website, ehunter.com, E-H-U-N-T-R.com. Uh, a lot of good content going up on there each and every day. A lot of we, We've been doing a lot of news, but we've also been doing a lot of other stuff lately. Uh, we posted a, uh, an article the other day about you know socks. So just a lot of really good information that's going up on there, trying to be a really good resource for you. Check out our YouTube page. We're doing a lot of those videos. All these podcasts are going to be videoed now so you guys can actually see our ugly mugs on that social media uh everything just just check us out wherever uh you can uh, definitely one thing i want to say is leave comments we would definitely like to have some more interaction with everybody so whether you're watching this on youtube or whether you're listening to this on a on podbean or apple podcast or whatever leave us some comments we would love to be able to interact more with you guys and answer some of these questions as i said in my last podcast Seth is a genius and he knows all this stuff by heart. So if you have any really tough questions, ask him those questions. The really easy ones, send to me. So obviously not because I got in trouble for not reading all of the booklet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that much of a genius. <laughs> I swear, man, I read a lot of that book, but I did not read that part. So. Uh, none of us are perfect, Seth. It's fine. Sorry, I'm getting too much trouble. So. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, cool. All right, guys. Well, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll end it there. But again, appreciate all of you guys for um, supporting us here at E Hunter. Um, we couldn't do it without you. Honestly, appreciate everything that you guys do. Sure. Share the share the channel with all your friends. Anything else, Seth? I think that's it, man. Cool. All right, guys. Enjoy. We'll see you on the next one. See ya.